Oh my gosh, the Emma House of Horrors. Oh, it's a bit scary, isn't it? Oh gosh, sit down. Rayburn, there is a property I should like to discuss with you. I see. Are you disposing of or purchasing? Selling. You're, you're disposing of. Ah, uh, very well. Won't you sit down? Uh, thank you. I, um... I went on a kick a couple years ago. I went on a kick where I listened to Crimson and Clover a lot. Yeah. And then I... One, one night, I had a dream where... See, I'm going to mess it up because I'm already forgetting. But I had a dream where Tommy James from the Shondells, like, he was a known murderer. (laughs) And he was either in prison or I I was trying to break into prison to get him. It was, like, I had a blood feud for some reason with Tommy James. Tommy James from the Shondells. Wow. And uh, I need to text my friend Donovan because he has a... Uh, he has a good memory, and I don't have a I have a poop memory, but yeah, it involved prison. Tommy James being a known murderer, incredible. And I think he was trying to escape, and I think I was trying to keep him in, but I don't know why. I mean, I like the song. I'm t- I'm not trying to say you were trying to keep him in prison. I think so. I would wow. be back. I I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared, but this is off the cuff. Tommy I'm James ask Donovan and the Shondell. What is it? Shondells. The Shondells, Tommy James Shondales. and the Shondells. I don't even know what Tommy James looks like. Just give me a minute. I, mean, I don't think I do either. That's the thing. He's just he was just wow. a person in my dream. I mean, he, he looks like a guy who would break out of prison or attempt to. I know he I know, you know, he plays the Ocean City music pier <laughs> to this day. Yeah, I think he played Hershey Park once. Oh yeah, look at that mug. Look, that look at that mug. Line. Yeah. That wisp, that hair, just cl- that, like how, it's always, like, his hair somehow at once full, but also like a strong wind could finish the balding job. You know what I mean? How do you yeah. do that? <laughs> yes. You, you go to prison for, I don't know how long, half Murder. your life at least. The amount of times you tell your s- cellmate that you wrote Crimson and Clover is equal to the amount of times he hits you, uh. With the, or bangs your head against the bars, you know. Shut up, Tommy. Yeah, right. We're all we're all hunkering down here. Does he plant the earworm, or is it already? Because you know your cellmates with Tommy James. Is it is Crimson and Clover already in your head every time you remember that your cellmate is Tommy James? Every time you look over, or is he singing and... it? Is he because singing he's it waiting at for three a.m. in his bunk above you, very softly. And you're in and out of sleep, and you you hear Tommy, like sobbing, or right. 
Is it because every day at noon, one o'clock, you look over and you see Tommy James from the Shondells taking a shit in the metal toilet next to your bunk? And you go. His white thighs. And Crimson and Clover just starts pumping into your brain. Right. Right. When you glance over. Yeah. No, and it's you that hear guy. the echoes. You hear the echoes of his like wet farts pinging against the walls of the toilet. Unclean. <laughs> Do you think Tommy James ever uh, watched the Hammer House of Horror, Chuck, on the Triple H property mm. management? I don't know. I really don't know, but it's good to be back, Dale. Um, this is the show in which we watch every all 13 episodes of The Hammer House of Horror. This is episode three. We watched Rude Awakening, starring Denholm Elliott. Denholm. Is that how they say his name? Denholm? You don't want to say the you... Denholm, right? No. No, you need to make it sound natural and Denholm. fast. Denholm Elliott. Denholm Elliott. How about, uh, look, I'm not going to pick on a whole country here, but no. the amount of times that poor girl, Lucy Gutteridge, the actress, had to kiss Denim Elliott and his yeah. uh, gray teeth. Would it be fair to describe his <laughs> teeth as gray? They, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you just win, like, a, what's an award for a critical piece like, how do you win an award for a critical piece of something? Because you just won it. The denim critical piece. Critical piece. Look, I know. Look, for... I don't. I don't. They don't put fluoride in the water. I think that's the situation, right? Like we do. Just different teeth. And his, uh, yeah, I love the guy. Obviously, we it's love great. the guy here. Triple H Property Management. Yeah. His his upper lip was like it could be like animated by uh, like. Stan Winston Studios. It, it's like a camel's upper lip. It's like you could—he could just move it any which way he needed to, yeah. and 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 that's when he covers his graying teeth. You can barely see in there until he decides to canopy his upper lip into a shape <laughs> to let you let you in. Until he's leaning over Lucy Gutteridge's face, and he's he's gonna envelope her <laughs> with those lips. Right. Um, yeah, it's almost like there's like a hidden fish hook in in that lip, and there's right. a stagehand with a with a rod off camera. Right, that's Stan Winston. Stan Winston. That's his. Oh, this that. was his first job. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh this 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 hits home. You know, we're property managers here, um, and this is about uh, a property. Uh, I don't know what they call him. It's a real estate agent in Americanese. He's a real estate. Denomalia is in the area's best real estate agent. Um, situation is a mysterious guy comes in. Hey, I got this big house. I want you to sell for me. Here's a map. I'm not going to give you the address. Here's a map and an old key to go check it out. And then we'll talk further. And this, you know, and after Elliott touches his secretary's breasts, he goes to this house. His wife's, sorry, I'm doing, I'm doing the, I'm doing your job, Dale. Do you mind? Go, please. His I wife can't. tumbles. I would never have the energy to do this at tonight's episode. <laughs> he hears a ghostly sound from one of those old-timey tubes that you talk to the butler with. You shouldn't have done it, Mr. Shelley. You really shouldn't have killed her. Killed who? Your wife, of course. And then his wife tumbles out of a dumbwaiter. Uh, and then I think he wakes up 
and uh, Groundhog's Day. He's uh, reliving the same day, but details are very different. It's like a dream spilling into another dream. Yes. And by the time we get to real life, when he's actually woken up, he is so confused. He still thinks he's in a dream, and he does bad things, and he's cracking up. And that's uh, mm-hmm. that's rude awakening in a nutshell. In a nuts shell. Can you call it a nuts pretty, shell? You did a pretty good job, Chuck, because Thanks. I don't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known where to start or where to end with the synopsi this week. It's um I you know what? Can we just stop for a second and just talk about okay. Denim Elliott cupping this woman's breast on Oh man on a made for TV show. I I, I never thought he I it had it in him. I I, I know this man. I know. I know this man from, you know, good, wholesome, fair. It's probably you know? the most shocking thing in this is to see him, you know, I mean, as a Amer- you know, he's in tons of stuff, but as Americans, we may, we mainly know him from Indiana Jones and he, yeah, right. Wholesome is the first word out of your mouth. He's, he right. just seems like such a nice, well-meaning, flighty, but lovable guy. Mm-hmm. And to see him walk into his office and just grope those breasts was shocking. And it, it <laughs> From never behind. left my mind for no. the next hour. Right. A hard hour. This, is a, this episode is a hard hour. Long. It, it's like seeing Santa Claus, you know, seeing his penis pop out of that beard. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Earth shattering. Yeah, not just seeing Santa Claus. No. Further. Seeing all of him, seeing his, seeing his red trousers bust open, split seam in the front middle, and seeing just that big hairy snake flop out amongst the roll, and the jolly, in a in a matting of 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 sweat, and and white and black hairs. I'm picturing his beard. Just having, just having yeah. the perfect no. part. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, you know, just like, like right. almost like, you know, there's a, a, a hair technician on set <laughs> combing it into two parts, right. delicately yes. laying it on either side of his vessel. Maybe it's I two don't... elves. Yeah, maybe it's I yeah, maybe to... it's two <laughs> wrap in the two sections of beard and ribbon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I need a minute. Collect myself. Yeah. I never, <sighs> folks. Chuck's face. Like like if it were like it like if Santa was just like two dwarves standing on each other's heads and this and the bottom dwarf peeked through to get a glimpse of what everybody was looking at. Wearing you know? a flesh colored turtleneck. <laughs> That's what it's red like is, seeing Denim Elliot commit a crime. Yeah. It's a crime that he's doing. And so yeah, it, it's it's a hard recovery after that. To have any sort of sympathy for this guy and his wacky dreams and his wife hating. And uh I um you know, this this is sort of a myth, but you only hear you only see it in old timiness where 
somebody asks for a divorce and the other person just denies them. Oh yeah, it's not. Though. They just deny them. The I divorce. mean, I I can talk from ex- from people I know in the oh. world. This happens a lot. They just deny them the, the divorce. Yeah. Wow. And it's a that's sick a, thing, you know, especially if it's that's like wild. The relationship is just broken, but one is just yeah. like nah. No, I'm not going to do it. My God. Talk about a horror, a real life horror. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's his wife's right for him cupping Lolly's breasts. <sighs> Poor Lolly. And dreaming about her at night, like, like, like Dale underscore I dreams about Tommy James <laughs> and the Shondells. <laughs> and I mean, with every iteration of Denim's dreams, Lolly changes her personal style it's like one of the clues that we're not in real life is she when one day she's like she's dressed like a i don't know a clown <laughs> that first outfit she looked like a clown basically yeah, a very beautiful clown but yeah then the next it's like day she she works at clown dog from don't tell mom the babysitter's dead <laughs> gotta see that movie then the next day she's like a perfect 1979 uh london punk rocker and yeah. then and then what else what are her other outfits uh not coming to me. Oh, the trench coat one. Oh. Which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, trench coat. She bears. Uh, one of those boxes bears from all. Doctor Who. Yeah, so, but yeah, through all the, I mean, obviously this is his dream and it makes sense that she is into the sexual harassment and the tension that he's giving her, but it is still horrifying to watch. I don't like the feelings I have uh, watching it. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. Get it on record. Um. I got to I got to appreciate that it didn't seem lazy that it kept leaning into like the snowballing dream. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to fill the plugs or the loopholes that somebody might have pointed out by through dialogue or just mentioning the fact that it was never Friday the 13th yet. So it's like he's having a dream within a dream all within the same night even though very much different things happen in each different dream yeah i couldn't i could i still my heart couldn't land on whether it was a a sort of lazy storytelling or if it was semi-brilliant for the for you know an hour long episode of a of a show where it needed to be tied up where it started and needed to be tied up by the end and there was no continuation like i i like i appreciated the fatigue yeah that he noticeably starts to go through like he's exhausted, even though he can't really figure out what, how long he's been resting or whatever. Yeah, they got I'm I'm not going to be able to help you. Yeah. On this question, because no. I mean, I'm on record like whenever there's an episode like this, whether it's a Groundhog Day situation or dream logic, I'm I check mm-hmm. out very quickly. So uh, and it's I mean, honestly, it's a tough it's a tough episode to just explain. We can't even like really go through plot points and beats. Yeah. Um, because it is just kind of the same thing over and over again. And it's, you know, by the right. time you get to the third one, it's like, it's like, it's, then it's, then you look at the, and you're like, you still got 35 minutes left on the clock. Yeah. You know, like did, did you know, the guns at the back of your head and you're like, did the trigger get pulled yet? Right. Is this my version? Yeah. But that said, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, I did enjoy like because of they were all his dreams, all the changes that would happen. The, the thing that was really effective was when he finally wakes up and it's him really waking up in real life. I liked how plain everything got 
we see the secretary as she is, not, you know, oh, not boy. loving getting sexually harassed. She just looks like a normal lady. And he, he looks, his hair's all like wild. I love that. Cause it was like mm-hmm. for the, like he, he's supposed to be like out of it the whole time. But like at the end, when you see him, like in real life, he's really looking out of it. Like he's like yeah. wild eyed and kind of frantic and sweating. And I, I did like that for the, like the, uh, you know, the punchline. Mm-hmm. I loved each, I, every iteration of his wife in every one of these dream sequences and, and in real life. <laughs> I loved her. She was just, she was funny. <laughs> yeah. She had a good heart. She was a good-hearted character, you know, yeah. and she, she in every dream sequence, she suspected him of being, you know, uh, a man whore. <laughs> and it was really cool in that sense. I really liked her character in every one. Yeah. I, like, uh, I wanted more of her. She yeah. Was... And one, one, she's like, her face is in the pillow, but he mentions, um, working late or something and he, and she and she's like oh is she working late too <laughs> yeah he says who what she says nothing it's like amazing I loved her yeah i want to talk about their bedroom because we saw their bedroom a lot what was that pink thing mm-hmm. that wasn't it wasn't a headboard because it just seemed like you know a rug or a, a furry blanket that was tacked to the wall behind their bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was pretty well-to-do for himself. Uh, I don't know. The pink wall rug. If that was a thing in 1980, please, I, I someone tell me. Yeah. They're trying to get it to be a thing. Could you imagine, like, you know, flopping on that bed and, like, resting your head back to read your book? And that's not going to protect you. You're going to bonk your head, you know, thinking this pink furry thing. Sorry, I'm pushing Brenner. you. Yeah. Yeah. There ain't nothing there. And then what you end up doing with your back against that is just you end up pushing the the bed on the oh, frame out from God. under you toward away from the wall. The worst. Don't even remind me. That's my life. That's my life. Yeah. it's That's the real hammer house of horror. You wake up. Yeah. The real horror is waking up and uh, your bed has shifted across the room. Right, and then your pillow falls behind your mattress. Oh, oh! <laughs> you want to talk about cracking knuckles and 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 violently punching the mattress underneath of you? And now that that pillow basically, you know, because it fell behind the bed, it's tainted meat. It is. It is. It <laughs> yeah. is a meatball covered in flies and dust now. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's. it's... And you got to make that decision. Do I just? Pat that pillow a few times in the air and just get on with it, or God, do I go go hit the washing machine? You know, right, know. right. I mean, speaking, everything's changed. Speaking of which, I'm trying to go to bed last night, and we we've we've been having days of torrential mm-hmm. rain, and uh, oh, for some reason, when it rains in my house, Dale, we've got these millipedes really they start coming in. There were four millipedes on my way to bed on the ground. Oh, oh my God. I kept picking picking them, picking them up, getting rid of them. There's another one. It was like they all like decided, you know, midnight, we're all going to come inside. Right. And I finally, I just had to like, after I did clean the last one, I was like, I'm not going to look down anymore. I'm just going to bed because I can't, I'm, I know I'm going to find another one. I'm just going to let them cross the room wherever they're going. They'll be gone in the morning. I mean, your where where you're walking is like 
is along and out. Like the other side of where you're walking <laughs> is an outside wall, right? It's not the center of your house, right? It was Chuck? the. It was kind of the center of the house. I don't have a huge house, but it, <laughs> okay. yeah, it was the. It was like the. No. Where the dining room and the family room meet, that area. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know how far they. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. Because uh, I won't won't be able to get to sleep. Because I'll be googling how mm-hmm. to get rid of millipedes. Why do they right. come inside? Not uh, cool. So. I mean, I'm sorry uh, obviously that, I googled them, but they're you know they're they're fine, they're harmless, so I can just it's fine, it's fine. No, yeah, no, they're just yeah, ugly. yeah. They're ugly. Yeah. They're unsettling. Mm-hmm. Your cat finds them, starts batting them around. You know. God, where's Tommy James? Tommy James, need you. We need your exterminating skills. Yeah, murder these bugs. Lolly does show her boobs in this episode. I mean, we're talking. Yeah. This is uh, TVMA, this yeah. episode of the Hammer House of Horror. Yeah, so that, I mean, that section of the dream, was that supposed to be the future where the house is gone and he gets in the phone yeah. booth and then the, the phone booth starts, like poison gas comes in, but then Lolly shows up in a trench coat and she, she gets into the booth and then takes her mm-hmm. trench coat off and that creepy guy walks by laughing at him. And she has him? She... <laughs> yeah. In the... Uh, in the phone booth, the Doctor Who booth, yeah. <laughs> um, but rewatching that scene, I was like, "Is this supposed to be like a World War Two thing?" Like, I, I didn't understand. I mean, obviously, it's a dream. I, it's stupid. It's mm-hmm. nonsense. But like, what was the gas situation? And then, like, looking at Lolly's yeah. outfit, I was like, "She kind of looks like she's from the '40s, sort of." Oh yeah, I think right. she's wearing that hat too. I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe he was like his. War memories were, were seeping into this version of uh, the day. Well, and how about uh, how about the uh, the 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 last dream when they they're in that apartment building and uh, the wrecking balls outside and the crea- Chekhov's wrecking ball. The very <laughs> yeah the very creative uh, <laughs> like special effects they did you know because they're not going to knock down a building but they're going to have right. Daniel Elliott walking down those those exterior steps and they're going to pour dust over the side above him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's working. It's it was working. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. It good. was pretty good. <laughs> and he gets stuck. He like gets stuck in a a loop. I mean, does he get stuck in? It took him a long time to get down those. Like, it didn't seem like they were that. They were maybe like three flights up, but it took him a long time. Yeah, yeah. They showed like six or eight flights of stairs. Like yeah. he was stuck in a loop for a, a while. That was clever. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was smart because he was stuck in. H-E double hockey sticks there for a yeah. while. And then he comes down and, and Lolly's in the wrecking ball machine and she's like voicing what the what his wife is saying in real life about making an appointment for the doctor. Oh yeah. Things like this. The more I think about it, the more I liked what they accomplished with you know, because you could you could you could start like stretching yourself thin and say how lim- how limitless could this snowballing effect go? Yeah. They had to pull it, you know, they had to write rein it in at some point which they did but after i think the viewer feels a little exasperated too i mean they've we've all been through it yeah i i mean i I will give it i'll give her props for that it wasn't as exhausting to watch as a lot of these types of things are for me (laughs) right i feel like we watched one on tales from the crypt where i was just like checked out Mm -hmm. from like you know scene two i was like this sucks 
but this was like you know it was there was stuff to watch i love i love the whole scene when he sees the old lady in the great house and she's like so excited to have a visitor she's like this old timey you know rich lady and yeah she's like oh pray tell pray what was it? Pray, tell me more. And he <laughs> yeah, starts pray, telling tell her about more. his dreams, and she's so into it. I haven't had a visitor in years. Mm-mm-mm. I want to know more about her cigarette box that she, she offers him a cigarette and the, the types of cigarettes that were in there. Balkan Sobrani this side, virgins in the middle, and Turkish on the other side. Boy, the ones on the very right, I think she said they were the Turkish kind, but they were like ovals. Did you see that? They were like squished flat. They weren't circular. Oh, yeah. I need to go back and look because uh, I followed Denim's hand to right to the middle, mm. and that's all I stared at. Yeah. Because they, they were the most plain looking ones. Like, why are you doing that? Get yeah. some exotic while you're there. Yeah. Probably you know? get those cigarettes shipped in from all around the globe. Yeah. yeah. This lady. A, a different selection of three different kinds. Yeah. Anyway. Crimson and clover. Oh. That reminds me, I bought the uh, 45 of um, Joan Jett playing Crimson and Clover a few weeks ago. I still haven't put it on the old record player. I gotta listen to it. Holy crap, that's that's poignant. Yeah. That's on topic. Yeah, it's on topic. Sitting sitting next to my record player. I gotta put that on. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. I wanted Mr. Rayburn to be scarier, Dale. Yeah, boy. He was like the big bad. He would show up in every dream. He was supposed to be this menacing guy. And at the end, we learn he's the police detective that arrests him at the end. Spoilers, by the way, at the end, he, he kills his wife in real life. He smothers her with a pillow. And then he goes into the office to sweep lolly off her feet with a diamond necklace and she's just like i don't know what you're talking about yeah how about real life lolly living for the first time when she swipes those diamonds i was so i was like yes lolly do it Uh run away living living live it up go fly to bermuda cash in those bad boys on the black market get out of your parents house have a have a cocktail you know yeah live it live yeah yeah uh raymond rayburn he was um, he was just a guy. He was a, the executor of an estate trying to sell. I mean, he was the uh, he was the surgeon at one point, but still, he wasn't yeah. even. He was uh, yeah, he was just a he was just another play actor in his dreams. He wasn't like too much of anything. But there, I felt like they were trying to play him up as like, oh, there he is again. Here's that creepy guy, but it wasn't really. Yeah. How about that bald cap on uh, before we end this episode? That bald cap for the sur- surgery scene. Denim Elliot. That was pretty cool. You could see a lot of seams there. Yeah, you could. It was white as snow <laughs> compared to the rest of his face. Yeah. It was good, a good stuff. look though. He looked great. Dale. Good stuff. Hit me. Hit me now. Next week's show. What are we talking about? An episode called Growing Pains. As long After the one episode of Growing Pains that sticks with me to this day. Mm-hmm. Is when little baby Chrissy was annoyed that she had to go to bed before everybody else. And she dreamt one time that she snuck down after her bedtime 
and the the entire family was just going like balls to the wall partying. <laughs> oh yeah, like I remember Alan this Thicke episode. Was, remember, yeah. Alan Thicke was like playing with Barbies, and he was like yeah. shaking them in the air. That's that's like my main memory of growing pains. I uh, the one that always sticks with me is the Springsteen episode when Mike and his dad go to the Springsteen concert. I forget what the damn the big thing was. Like there was something like gosh, Drugs? what was it? Like it was maybe Mike didn't invite Boner or something, and there was some weirdness there. Mm. Or like he, or no, oh, I think Mike wanted to like go with a friend or a girl, but he, his dad took him, and he was like, "This is lame. I don't want to go with you, Dad." And his dad was oh. trying to have fun at the Springsteen show, something like that. Was was Springsteen just used in name only? Yeah, he didn't never show up. Right, never shows up. Yeah, that's cool that he was used. You know. I'm sure they probably thought his, that was pretty cool. I'm sure they asked his permission and everything, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dale, growing pains. After the death of their young son, a scientist and his wife adopt a new son, but it coincides with a series of odd events and disasters for the father's research. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. It's a sticky uh, wicket. Directed by Francis Megahe, written by Nicholas Palmer, both uh, of which do not have entries in in the wikipedia so i can't tell you more about them hey no credit is good credit dale that's what i always say yeah that's what we say, always say that's we say that constantly um so until next time yeah we gotta get some like um hammer and nails sound effects in here you know yeah it's a good yeah right doors closing yeah. construction right, work like, yeah me yeah like me Wrapping plumber's tape around a pipe. Does yeah, that make noise? Exactly. Yeah. That's the I, only thing I know how to do is wrap plumber's tape around a threaded pipe for a sh- to replace a shower head. You could that's hit basically the, all I know. You could hit the pipe with the, the wrench a little bit. That'd make a good sound. You know? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see you next uh, time. We could, also, we could also record with pencils over our ears. Oh, that. that's a good idea. Maybe ta- the pencil it. taps the mic every so often so you know it's yeah. there. Yeah, we could remind people that it was the pencil that was tapping the mic. Yeah. So they're with us. If I'm, and if I'm taking a note, like on something I want to say during the episode, I'll lick the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Before I write. You know. Okay. Let's work on that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Chuck, I love you. Until next time. Yeah. See, I love you too. See you then. We got the world surviving <laughs> all hell in the rain of shine. Did Alan fix... <laughs> Did he? Because he he was a songwriter. Did he write that song? Please find out for the uh, for the back matter. This for the uh, special feature of this episode. The secret <laughs> song. Find out if Alan Thick. No, he did not. No, oh, damn, damn. Thick had a successful career as a TV theme song composer, collaborating with his then wife Gloria Loring. Uh, he did different strokes. He did the facts of life. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Uh, uh, TV game show, The Wizard of Odds, which he sang. Whoa. Uh, the Joker's Wild, Celebrity Sweepstakes, Diamond Head Game, Animal Crackups, which he wrote with his brother, Todd Thick. What a name, Dale. Imagine that on your gravestone. Todd Thick. And uh, produced a variety of television shows, including Anne Murray Christmas Special for CBC. All right. Anne Murray. Remember the uh, infomercial for Anne Murray? Sick. Um, yeah. It was like a double CD set. I feel like it's the only reason I know who Our she is. Our God is an awesome God, we pray. <laughs> Anne Murray. 
the sounds of Anne Murray. Anne Murray. I could listen to that guy say that name over and over again. There will be peace in the valley for me, Anne Murray. Well, that's it then, isn't it? Go on, go home, you bookers. The episode's finished. Who's the man with the money makes a dark day sunny? Who's the fella every day gives a bundle away? Who's the guy with the prizes that'll light up your eyes? It's never ending, get a friend and get a ready to play. Hey, 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 hey. It's the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. The odds are that you'll be a winner today. It's the Wizard of Oz. something very wrong. What? I do all I can. But I can't hear you, huh? He's so stubborn. I think we should make an appointment.